Hello and welcome to Studio RC, your daily encouragement in your recovery and in your faith. My name is Pastor Max and I am both an alcoholic and a believer. And I am sober today only by the grace of God and the fellowship of the recovery programs. So today our topic is going to be the fellowship and community uh, and how both are important both in our recovery journey as well as our faith journey and how the pictures look very similar. So we're going to start out with a series of scriptures that will paint the picture of exactly what this whole uh, fellowship and what uh, community really looks like. So the first one comes from Hebrews 10 verses 24 and 25 and it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We don't want to give up meeting together. We're not going to let a quarantine, a virus, we're not going to let that get in the way of us connecting. That's how important it is. We're not going to get out of the habit of doing that. And I love this. It's spur, spur one another toward love and good deeds. That's what fellowship is all about. That's what community is all about. Helping one another serve, helping one another on toward uh, serving others with love and helping spur one another on to good deeds. Uh, our second scripture comes from Romans. Romans 12 verses 4 and 5. For just as each of us has one body with many members or many parts, there, these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, there are, although there are many from, form, from one body and each member belongs to each to the other. In other words, there are a lot of different parts. There are a lot of uh, different things that make up the body, whether it's our human bodies or in this case, we're, we're talking the body of the community of faith, the community of recovery. One of the things I love in the, in the uh, community, the fellowship of recovery, is whether you are counting in days or you are counting in decades, you have a place. You have an important place, a valued place within the fellowship, within the community. You have a role and um, the person who's counting in decades loves to hear the stories and the people sharing about how they're counting in days. And the people in, who are counting, who only have a few days sober or clean, are very uh, excited to hear and think it's almost uh, impossible to hear the people who count in decades the amount of sobriety they have. The psalmist wrote in the 133rd Psalm, the first verse, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. As we spur people on toward love and good deeds. We live together. We have the same common purpose. One of the great things about the, the rooms of recovery, whether it's here at Recovery Church or uh, one of the 12-step fellowships, everybody is rooting for one another to succeed. I thought, I think I thought uh, before I got sober that the only way for me to succeed was for you not to succeed. And my, my, my mind had to have a mental shift. I had a paradigm shift when I realized that for, in order 
for me to succeed, I, I, others need to succeed. And honestly, I wanted others to succeed. And when others succeeded, I succeeded and vice versa. That's a picture of unity and a picture of fellowship and community. It tells us in the Gospel of Matthew um, chapter 18, verse 20, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Now, God is with you, whether it's two in the morning or two in the afternoon and you're alone and God is there. But there is a power that comes when two or three gather. When more, when, when there is a power, a collective power, when there is a fellowship, when there is a community and more people come together, there is a power there. And uh, the, you know, the gospel writer recognized and wanted to say, you know, there's power when you come together. There's power in community and fellowship. And the final scripture that I want to share today comes from Acts 2, verses 46 and 47. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I love this picture. They, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. We might not be meeting in the temple courts now. We may be meeting via Zoom. Um, as things open up, we may find ourselves back in uh, meetings and small groups. But uh, every day they continued to meet together. They, they ate together. They did life together and they did so with glad and sincere hearts. They were happy to live out life together and they praised God. And as they did that, they enjoyed the favor of the people. People weren't saying, what are those people up to? Those people are trying to get sober and help other people get sober. Because we, we don't endorse causes, we don't uh, you know, put our, our name out there, um, we don't you know, try to uh, you know, list a particular team or politician or anything like that, People see us and our genuine motives of, for fellowship and community and for the people within our community to not only succeed, but then help others both in the community and outside of the fellowship to succeed. They, there is a, a favor that is garnered from the people. That's part of fellowship. That's part of community. When we're able to garner their favor because we're trying to make a difference in people's lives. So that's the scripture and I want to share some things from the, the, the recovery literature as well. Um, one of the, the, the thoughts is that um, we, we would do anything to help people. Um, it says in Alcoholics Anonymous's big book on page 95, offer him or her friendship and fellowship. Tell them if he wants to get well, you'll do anything to help them. That's the truth. We in recovery are willing to go to any length to help other people, to uh, help them find this thing called sobriety, help them experience this thing called spiritual awakening. So we offer friendship and fellowship, a thing that if you're at the, the end of your addiction, if you're at the end of your alcoholism, was in short supply, friends and fellowship. Many people drank and used alone by the end, or at, at best 
had very few close relationships, maybe a spouse, maybe a family member, maybe uh, a good friend that maybe still kind of put up with our stuff, but for the most part, most of those had fallen away. It says in, uh, as Bill sees it, we recovered alcoholics, and I'll include drug addicts, are not so much brothers in virtue or sisters, brothers or sisters in virtue. We are brothers and sisters in our defects. What unites us isn't the thing, um, our, our defects, what, or excuse me, what unites us is not our assets. It is in fact our defects. It is the things that we did wrong, our addiction, those things that um, came from our addiction. We actually become brothers and sisters, united in fellowship because of our, our defects. Um, we have this common striving to overcome them, and that unites us as well. The identif identification that one alcoholic and drug addict has with another, it, it's mysterious, it's spiritual, it's almost incomprehensible how we can connect with another uh, addict or alcoholic. But there it is. We, we quote, feel it, and we feel we can help um, people and they can help us. It's like when you run into someone from uh, the recovery rooms in, in the convenience store and you see them and you may not know their last name, you may not know their first name, but you recognize maybe their face and they recognize you and you have this instant bond because of fellowship. Um, we have this new and exciting feeling um, that we can care for someone, care for their feelings their hopes, their prayers, to know their sadness, their joy, their horror, horror, their sorrow, their grief, and that we want to share in that. That is the fellowship of AA. And God is continually teaching us how to care about others. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. But in the early days of specifically AA, they had a lot of membership rules. Everybody was scared that somebody or something was going to cap capsize this boat of recovery. And so if that was the case, with all these rules in effect, the truth is that no one would have ever been able to join uh, the fellowship at the time of AA or the 12-step programs after that. But in the fellowship, you know, we didn't have to make promises because clearly we didn't keep promises before that, but we didn't have to make promises or pledges or pledge money. We didn't even really have to, to concentrate on the things being said. The only requirement was to stop drinking. And when we attended our first meeting, even in a foggy condition, we knew that we were home. There was this sense of being, this sense of belonging that only you can ascertain from another person um, who is in a similar situation. They were no longer strangers, but caring friends. And we were able to just reach out to people because we desired sobriety. In the 12 steps and 12 traditions, it says true ambition is the deep desire to live usefully and walk humbly under the grace of God. During our drinking and using years, our only concern was for ourselves. And often we were concerned, you know, how is the other person going to think of me? And ideally, how can we make them think highly of me? My ambition in everything I did was to have the power to be at the top, to, for you to think highly of me. 
But the truth is, so many of us, we, we wore a mask. We wore uh, a different identity that wasn't our true identity. When that mask came off and we finally cried out to God, um, the only God that we could conceive for help, we learned how to change. We changed resentments into acceptance, fear into hope, anger into love. Each day we've learned can be joyous and fruitful through sharing our concerns and caring for our fellow. And finally, to watch people recover, and this comes from the big book, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see fellowship grow up about them, and to have a host of friends, this is an experience you must not miss. It's through service that the greatest rewards are to be found. When we work on ourselves, we were taught on how to find the necessary peace and serenity to successfully merge inspiration and experience. And that is a picture of fellowship, a picture of community. I hope that today's, uh, today's lesson, this, this teaching encourages you. Hopefully you're part of a fellowship and community. And if not, we ask for you to reach out because we want to help provide that as best we can. Whether it's in person, whether it's electronically through technology, we wanna make sure you've, you're connected and that you know that you belong and that you have a place. Thank you so much for visiting Studio RC's daily encouragement. And it is our prayer that it did, in fact, encourage you today. This is Recovery Church, 12 Steps, One Goal. God bless, and we'll see you next time.